Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 20. Marriage isn't that great. Yeah, what? I know. Marriage isn't that great? No, it's, it's not. a not, typo? It's not a typo. Okay. I know. We are going through uh, Francis and Lisa Chan's book, actually. We're going to do our first ever series on the Hole in My Heart podcast, and we're going to walk through their book on marriage. But wait, <laughs> if you're single and you are listening to this, have no fear. I really wish when I was like single and happily single, I had read this book, but this was a decade ago and this is only written a few years ago. I wish I had read it because I didn't realize how many, uh, I guess just misinterpretations of marriage I carried then and then even like getting dating and then getting engaged and married and even through marriage. I think I've had some perception of marriage that is not completely biblical. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and if you read our blog and listen to our podcast, A plus for you. <laughs> you are an A plus student. And if you support us, that's like the, that's a trifecta. Uh, but I talked this last week on the blog about um, just some pain that we've been going through in our marriage. And it's not new pain. Like it's, I don't know, year and a half. We, we alluded to this of like really intense hard stuff. And um, I feel like we're to a place where we can start talking about some of that and, and really wrestling through it. I am not someone shock who just does things to just do things. <laughs> I, I really, um, I want to know why I'm doing it. Like if I'm committed to Matt, I don't just do it because I'm committed. I, I want to know like, why am I doing this? Why am I following God? Why am I doing any of this? And so I hope that these conversations are inspiring. I hope some of it's funny, um, but I hope that we all walk away um, not worshiping marriage, but just seeing how we can all worship God, whether we are single or not. So before we go there, we are going to go to the question of the week from two weeks ago. We missed you guys. We missed you last <laughs> week. It was a good break for Christmas and New Year's. Um, and it was Christmas. And the question of the week is, what was one of the best uh, presents you gave and received? I just got this frosted mug. Yeah, from that us? That says, all fall short, <laughs> all are loved. I've heard you that, guys. that catchy phrase somewhere. Yeah, I love it. I yeah, love it. I'll post a pic of it. Yeah, definitely. Also. Okay, okay, thank you. Besides us. Besides that, yeah. My wife did this thing for me. Um, so I always tell her every year, don't get me anything. I'm oh. always trying to keep costs down. Yeah. That's kind of my job. I, you know, yeah. she's the spender, I'm the saver. And so I'm like, <laughs> and I wanted to get something for her. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to worry about, you know, whatever. So yeah. anyway, so last year at Christmas, she did this thing. She's like, I'm going to give you my debit card for a month. Because we try to do a cash budget thing, yeah. but sometimes, you know, she's like, mm, I think I'll swipe, swipe. Yeah, and so yeah. she was like, I'm going to do this. And it's hard because she uh, has she has a hard time giving up control sometimes, yeah. you know. And anyway, so she did that last year. That. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this year she's like, pick one. Either I give you my debit card for a month again. Wow. Or no going to restaurants for a month. Whoa. Which I kind of like going... We have a, you know, a, a weekly date. We go to yeah. a restaurant, but yeah. she also a lot of times will be out tooling around and succumb to the boys pressure to, you know, drive through. Those boys. Yes. yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and, and they know when they're with me, it's just not happening. They're like, can we get some McDonald's? <laughs> no. no, we got food at home. But she's like, <laughs> oh, sure. Anyway, so that was another option. And the third option was a family portrait session. 
Whoa. Which we've got kind of a, a growing family, yeah. an expanding, extended now family. And uh, it's been forever because we've got boys and nobody wants, it's like herding cats. Yeah, yeah. You know, to get the family Painted? Pi- picture. So like a painting of No, you? no, no. It'll be I'm a just, photo. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sit for four yeah, right. days. <laughs> right. No phones. That would be a very interesting, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she knows that I'm like sentimental that way and I kind of mm-hmm. would like to have that. So that was the one I picked. And so that's what we're getting. (gasps) That's really sweet. I love how thoughtful and intentional you guys were and how she just thought about that. And then like, I don't know, it just shows that you know each other's hearts. Oh, yeah. What about what that you gave? Okay, so then it was also the gift I gave to her and it was the Instant Pot. Oh, I did see that on the Facebook. That is like, it's basically just a pressure cooker slash crock pot. Okay. And it's like, everybody is raving about it. Like all her friends were like, you got to get the Instant Pot. You got to get. And so, so I got it. Then I found out that I'm the least original person in the world because like Amazon was like, that was the most, you know, they delivered it to like three fourths of the zip codes in the United States. Oh my word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know if it was like Insta marijuana right. or if it was right. like a Chia pet. Like I couldn't, anytime <laughs> people were posting about it, I'm like, I don't know. Y'all be crazy. But right. it sounds like it's a real hit. Yeah. She, she loved it. Oh, and she's still loving it because she's learning it and what, all this. What stuff are you making it? Uh, well, I'm thinking rice. That's literally yeah, one friend got of. two of them and they've made rice really? cups. Just rice on rice on rice. Wow. So how about y'all? My, my wife made soup. She made a really good soup, which okay. I, I haven't yet been able to enjoy, but <laughs> it's, I, it smells really good. Yeah. And Campbell's Chunky. S- Steve no, is it, doing a fast. He's not like yeah. starved. Sorry. He, I, I'll take all the... He still gets his treasures in heaven. <laughs> I'm the one stealing. I am really... I really am concerned about those treasures in heaven. <laughs> Otherwise, would this not be worth it? No, I'm <laughs> We kidding. used to joke that growing up back and forth really? as kids. So we'd be like, ha ha, I'll get the treasure in heaven. You won't. When we'd like do something in <laughs> the other kids. Wouldn't. That's awesome. It's like a video game. Right. Okay, go ahead. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, oh and no. she made, um, apparently it makes hard boiled eggs like faster and more like, I don't know, harder boiled. I don't, I don't know. Like <laughs> the shells come off real easy. She That's was, nice. a, she was like, I have the hardest time getting shells. I hate getting shells off hard boiled eggs and this slip right off. <gasps> And wow. yeah, so that's <laughs> we're still, you know, we're yeah. still learning what it's capable of. Mm. Wow, maybe y'all can send in some recipes for them to do oh. in their chia marijuana. No, <laughs> Sorry, chia instant, instant pot. Instant, it has a T. I've heard like well, insta. That's the thing. Instagram. It was hard. I, I feel like I'm hijacking this podcast. I'm so sorry, <laughs> okay. everyone. But yes, she was like, we got to get the Instapot. Please, Insta. I would love to have an Instapot. Yeah. Because her friends are saying, oh, you got to get the Instapot. Yeah. Well, so then I go online and I'm like, what is it? There's an Instant Pot and there's an Instapot. Really? And yes. <gasps> Conspiracy. Um, but it's the Instant Pot that has been sort of nicknamed the Instapot. Oh. The official brand of this thing is Instant Pot. So if you get the Insta, it's like all falls apart and it like mm. laughs at it's you. It's probably some... <laughs> yeah, that's it's like, like jingle the, all the way. Remember the that The five-stripe Adidas shoes. <laughs> right. It's like that. Okay, Matt. Next. Anyway, um, I well, I think I've already talked about my favorite Christmas gift of the year that, that I received, which I haven't been able to use yet because it's like seven degrees outside. Mm. And it is my 
uh, dual bevel compound miter saw. Right. Who was the awesome, thoughtful person um, gave it? I'm pretty sure it was me, you. It was you that gave it to me. But I wasn't even awesome, thoughtful. You just said, this I just is what said, I want. Here's what I want. I said, is this it? And yeah. then I pushed by. I slid the envelope and said, this, yes. this is my demand. Right. <laughs> and so it's, it's happily in the garage. It's just waiting. It's waiting until yeah. the first like above freezing day. Yeah. It's like minus nine right now or something. Yeah. It's, it's pretty going terrible. To be. Yeah. Um, the, the best gift I gave, which I'm wondering if this is going to be the same one for you is actually something we gave to our daughters. It's a, uh, um, Melissa and Doug like cafe diner set. So it's got like a little tiny booth for our one and three year old to sit on. And then like on the other side of this little false wall is like where the cook stands. Yeah. So and it's, it's two sided. You don't just like shove it up against a thing wall. And it's like oh. kids it's toys got, have evolved since you yeah, had time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so our daughters literally play with that thing for hours. It's, they'll just sit there yeah. and they'll like <laughs> pretend to get each other milkshakes. Oh, that's awesome. And so just, cute. <laughs> and like suck it up through the fake straw and right. everything and then hand it back and they'll they'll hand it the same cup back and forth like 15 times oh and it's really really cute and so it, it was it's been pretty awesome i left for work today and matt is like in half pajamas and a chef's hat like making making with air quotes yeah. them things and yeah. i'd like want to take a picture but i knew the chef's embarrassed. hat did come with the toy set i don't <laughs> actually own a chef's yeah hat, so I, yeah it was adorable Aww. uh Best present I like had the most fun giving was the sculpture I gave you. Um, so in some of our like marriage work we've been doing, um, there's an image that became important to Matt, which was him with a in Jesus hand as a baby. Um, and I saw that like days before we even went and like saw this um that he saw this image days before i was like researching god hand and i was like why am i doing this i thought i was going to get this present for someone else and i was like this is lame there's a baby in god's hand this doesn't make sense for this friend and then when matt saw that image i was like oh maybe that's why i spent all that time looking for that and Hmm. i just pushed order and um i don't know it was really fun to just see your heart and then for me to like care for it. I traditionally have not been the best present giver. Um, like I said, I just say, what do you want? And then get it. Uh, so it was fun for me to be like, Hey, look, I listened and then did something. So I, I don't know. It was fun for me. I don't know how it was for you receiving it. It was definitely, it was emotional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It meant, it meant a lot. Well, okay. Glad to hear that. Um, the best presents I received were super unexpected and where I felt kind of like a terrible person, but, um, my love language is actually gifts and I feel always very self-centered whenever I say that. Like, I like it when people get me stuff. So shallow. No, I just do. I'm and married to a yeah, that, gifty yeah, person. Gift love language it's hard. person. Yeah. Oh, I feel for you. <laughs> so Instapots. Yeah. Yeah. Instant. Instant. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> Um, so she, Lisa is our director of operations. She's going to feel real embarrassed listening to this. And, uh, she's new on the team, even though we worked all last year together, but she's officially part of HIMH. And she did like a 12 days of Christmas thing for Matt and I and our whole family where she got like, not just like, here's something from Dollarland, but like, Lori, I know you wear a sleep mask every night when you go to bed. Here's the best one I could find. Matt, here's your favorite beer. Lori, here's the Starbucks mug where you can write things on it and it won't go wash away. Like, it was so intentional. She got stuff for our daughters. I was blown away by the intentionality. And I was like, wow, 
uh, here's a mug. <laughs> I, am, I just am still, it's like hard for me to even write the thank you note. So I'm saying it now. So Lisa, thank you for your intentionality. And um, that just really blessed us a lot. So now let's take a vacation from our problems, even though we didn't just talk about problems. Um, but we'll further go into, I hope not more Instant Pot, but whatever. <laughs> but we'll go to Goofball Island and uh, let's swim. Let's pretend we're on a tropical island going nice. and swimming there. I mean, it's freezing outside here in Michigan. Um, and get our start of the year workout on. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Anybody feeling that? Um, okay, so what's here's the, this is all catering to Matt and my last week off. But what's a show you either recently binge watch, and uh, I want to hear about like why you like it, how'd you feel after it was done, who's your favorite characters, and what would you change? So oh my, yeah, all the things. <laughs> Matt, come on. Well, you want me to go first? That yeah. means you have to have different answers. No, I am not gonna have different answers. Um, We're just gonna argue about <clears throat> all your answers. <laughs> Well, the show that we most recently binge watched. And we never binge watch like anything. We watch like a show every few days. Yeah. We got uh, kids. Was, mm -hmm. Well, we, we recently found out about Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Have and you watched it? Yes. <gasps> so basically, we're just going to goofball the Stranger Things. So maybe that, <laughs> maybe it's the Stranger well, Things I Island. Well, could, I could talk about a different one because I haven't recently. It was it was when it first oh, yeah. came out. Did you binged. watch the second season too? Yes. But okay. Okay. Go, go ahead. ahead. He's like, of course I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That happened in a day in October. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So this... Stranger Things, we ended up watching the whole like two series things mm -hmm. in like a week. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the last, the last day was like five episodes in a row after the girls had gone to bed. It's like 1130 and we're like one more episode. Mm. I know. And it's like three hours after our bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. And then we're just thinking about it. I, I can't get over the, anyway. Why do you like it? Why I like it. The characters were great. It was a very good story. Um, the... The monsters were kind of scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Why? I really... Okay, season one, I really liked Dustin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked him again in season two, but season two, I also really liked Steve Harrington. Yes. Yes. And because he becomes this like soccer mom figure almost. <laughs> it's like he adopted the, the little kids. And yeah. so, so he went from this jerky high schooler who's like just schmoozing people, mm. well, schmoozing the girl. Yeah. And then it, like in the second series, he's he's like this caring like mentor figure for the younger kids, especially for Dustin. When, and they've just got interesting interactions. Yeah. And when in the and first, he's got a mullet, which is always a helpful. beautiful mullet. It's almost like he learned his lesson from being, yes. you know, kind of a jerk. Yeah. season. It's like there's growth. There's a character mm -hmm. arc. Maybe yeah. he anyway. saw himself in mm. the monster. Mm. So in the first season when he like comes back in and like, goes in to go kill the monster and stuff, Matt <laughs> yells out, he goes, dynamic character development. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's like all of a sudden it comes from that field. He's instead of a jerk. <laughs> hey, if you have not watched Stranger Things and you're just tuning out, I'm sorry for that. I will just add this. During this podcast series that we're doing, Matt and I are both going to have a birthday. We're also going to have our wedding anniversary and we're also going to have Valentine's. For our birthdays, it has become birthday like epic week. 
So we are trying to plan our party and we decided we want to do costumes because I like to break rules and it's scratching my breaking rules itch. And so we're going to dress up in January and then go do like one of the escape room things. But we're going to dress up like the characters. Oh, wow. So like uh, the Stranger Things characters? Yes. (laughs) Just because we can. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to decorate our house with like the alphabet and like Christmas lights on the inside. And so we'll invite some siblings and things. Steve, you might be on that invite list. Oh, boy. But Matt, what character are you going to dress up like? I'm still going back and forth. See, the the character that I most resemble is probably Hopper. The, Wait. Mm. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bearded it, cop guy. Because yeah. I've got a beard right. and, and I'm not a, a high schooler. He's the Ron um, Swanson of Stranger Things. He's yeah. He's kind of like that. Uh-huh. But but I really, part of me is just like, I want to go with Steve Harrington. So I need to like, love him. I, I need to get the Farrah Fawcett hair going. <laughs> yeah. So he said he's growing it out when you walked in tonight for the podcast. I was like, oh, wow, his hair is getting long. But it's because you love Steve Harrington. <laughs> I'm going to go, I think, as 11 in the second series when she gets like all tripped out so i'll do like the slicked back hair oh, i'm yeah. gonna look real ridiculous but <laughs> i care zero percent <laughs> wow steve how about show okay well so i'm just gonna say this all right please don't judge anyone um who cares well Go okay let it. me let me give a little background all right so my wife and i really got into uh downton abbey Oh, yeah. When yeah. it was on, when yep. it was a thing. Yeah. We followed it. Downton Abbey loved it. Uh-huh. And uh, I found kind of the anti-Downton Abbey <laughs> on Netflix. It's called Peaky Blinders. What? And it's about this British, like like gangster family like they're they're like a, the british mafia but oh, yeah. from the same era from like the 1920s mm-hmm. huh. all right so it's england it's that same era but like they are everything that the downton abbey people are not you know yeah. they are just the underworld the yeah, underbelly yeah. of uh birmingham england nice so anyway so it's probably not the most like wholesome, edifying. Yeah. edifying. <laughs> I I I particularly like stories that can be a cautionary tale. Yeah, there you, know you what go. I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's how I justify. I mean, that's why I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the only. Yeah, no. Yes, yeah, it's just yeah. because of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, Peaky Blinders. They just talk cool. And yeah. is that uh, Killian Murphy? Yes, he's in there. Yes. Yeah, okay. Twenty eight right. days later. I don't know. Zombie yeah. movie, anyway. Yeah. Nice. Um, anyway. Scarecrow from Batman Begins. There hey, you go. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I saw that and gave me nightmares. Okay, this was a nice little vacation. I just want to talk about Stranger Things, and so okay, I wrote back. the script, and there we go. Uh, but let's swim on back to the heart of the matter, where we're going to talk about marriage, and we're going to talk about Francis Chan's book. And if you guys want to read it or listen to it, if you download the You and Me Forever uh, app, um, you can listen to it there, and you can... Um, you can read it also for free. I think we're going to also do a giveaway. Uh, watch, Follow Instagram, and I think we'll do a giveaway. Just ordered a couple books, and so I'd love to give one or two to you all. So um, initial thoughts on reading it. What, you know, Steve, I know you read chapter one. Matt, you did as well. I've read the whole thing, and so I'm doing it again. Um, but what stood out to you so far? Some highlights. I mean, the, the chapter one, the the part that stood out is this is not a traditional marriage book. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, he talks about marriage and the, the, the concept of marriage a little bit, but from a very theological perspective of, hey, we we shouldn't put this at 
the pinnacle of what our focus is. Whenever we talk about marriage or look at our marriage, we also need to look at the most important relationship we have in our life, which is our relationship with God. And, and that was like the whole focus of, of the first, the first chapter, which is, do you actually Mm -hmm. look at God or do you just focus on one another and, you know, forget the fact that you were created for someone else, which is, you know, Jesus. Right. Before I get to where you're going, Steve, I wanted to give a little bit of context that I wanted to give also in the intro, but a reason that we're doing this book and why I think I resonate so much with Francis's perspective, Francis's, <laughs> uh, Francis, the Francis, no, his, <laughs> his perspective and Lisa's is um, that the focus is on God. And um, I find, so here we are in this mixed orientation marriage where I if I'm lusting, it's not toward guys. Um, my natural attraction is not toward men or even Matt, although our hearts are attracted to one another. Um, and we're growing in that, but there's some pain there. And I find that when I read traditional marriage books, I want to just chuck them across the room because it's, it's all, um, it speaks in a lot of gender stereotypes. I feel like it just talks about like, how can you communicate better? And how can you as a wife be submissive? And I get super triggered. I get super annoyed um, when the focus is on, I don't, it just, I don't know. It's a lot has to do with me, but what I appreciate about how Francis and Lisa contextualize it is they seem to get it like this bigger picture of um, it's about God. And and I love uh, Tim Keller's meaning of marriage book too, because he's like, it's about friendship and sanctification. And, you know, Matt and I did not know before getting married, how I think hard it would be. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we were super naive and I think everyone who gets married is actually super naive, uh, more naive than we realize. but I think we didn't realize how hard it would be. But some things we had going for us is that we, we knew friendship was critical. We knew the sanctification ish part. We didn't think it'd actually be that hard. (laughs) Sanctification (laughs) wouldn't feel that hard. And I think we got that it wasn't about the other person, but there are elements, um, you know, with the attraction piece that are difficult, I would say. Um, and what really like, I don't know, I, and I, I'm not going to get into every piece of this last year and a half, but I will just say it's, it's just made us both. And I, I was right. Both of us to like, be like, what is the, what's the purpose yeah. of marriage? What does it look like to stay married? And I, my thought is if Matt and I can ha- do this thing called mm-hmm. marriage, which the world says is impossible. And to be honest with you, Christian world and the world world tells me, Lori, you have the ACE card to get out. You could get the quote unquote, get out of jail free card. Not that this is jail because you're not attracted to him. So get out. And I had a conversation with someone recently, um, or I was talking about some of the hardship in our marriage and I didn't reveal any of my sexual orientation stuff. And her words to me were all like traditional, like suffering produces perseverance. And I was like, had I told her my orientation, how much would her advice to me have been different? How much would she have just been like, well, then you can just get out because that's, again, I've had people tell me this. I'm saying, no, we're saying, no, we're saying we are committed. And I'm saying, why are we doing this? Why am I continuing to choose this? And if it's possible for us, I believe it's possible for anyone. So let's figure out why and how we could do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's because it's, it's not just about us. I mean, ultimately the rules that you would live under, you know, with marriage, you know, 
are are still the same as some of the ones that you would live as you are a single person. Like it doesn't there. It's not like a can an entirely different right. book, you know, right. it's, it's like the, the marriage piece is like the appendix a of, yeah. of this book of life, you know? And so I feel like when you start to categorize yourself, I mean, if I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and you're looking at your feelings and your, your emotional connection or whatever on these human terms, you're always going to be able to find a way to justify doing what you want. Yeah. Um, you know, if I, if I looked at you and said, well, it's been really hard and you've been kind of mean this week, but Hey, the, you know, person over here that looked at me like, Hey, maybe I should just, you know, do a little flirting or whatever. And, and there's always that justification if we are looking at a human standard. That's why we have to be looking at God. But what's so, so interesting, because when you say that there's enough still cultural Christianity and even just culture that would look at you looking at another woman and you still get the shame, the cultural shame. Like Matt, really? I mean, like, yeah, but really like suffering and produces endurance and hope. But for me, they're like, well, you are never like sexually attracted to him. Then well, get out, get out. (laughs) But I also remember when we first started talking about um, when we first started HIMH a few years back um, and, and you were talking with, with some people and, and one of the, one of the guys, a good Christian man was like, yeah. And because of your orientation, he was like, I feel like I could find ways for, for Matt to be able to get out of this marriage yeah. because, hmm. because, because all of a sudden he was assuming there's this thing that I didn't know about you that you, yeah. you know, had attractions toward other women. And I was like, actually, I walked into this eyes wide open, like Lori. And I mean, eyes as wide open as I could have been. I mean, we've learned a lot about each other in the last nine years, Yeah, you know, but I walked into it knowing that that was your, you had those attractions and you still have those attractions. And, and so it's not, and he was like, well, I'm, mm." and so like, even with that, like yeah. people would tell me, well, you're, you're not going to, this isn't going to work. It's mm-hmm. almost like this isn't going to work. So leave. Uh, I think there's a little wiggle room and I'm like, no, there's not wiggle room. Yeah. There, there was a, a covenant we made in our church, in front of our congregation, in front of our families, in front of God. Yeah. Well, and what I, so what I'm asking as I read this book, as I do this, like digging and study of marriage, like again, committed mm-hmm. again, we're, I'm saying, is there a separate rule book for us? Is there a separate gospel? Is there a separate marriage conversation? Because the world is saying, and even Christian world is saying, yes, you guys have a separate set of marriage rules or marriage covenant, or I don't even know what to call it. Rules is such a bad word, but I'm just saying, and I'm saying, I cannot believe that that is true. Hmm. I see two broken people who are in need of a savior. Yeah. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's hard to have this cultural pressure, but I am so grateful for people like Francis and Lisa who are like this, your marriage problem, like you said, is not a marriage problem. It's a God problem. It's a heart problem. Yeah. I mean, he starts with have an eternal perspective. Yes. You know, the way you're going to be spending eternity yeah. really should be the majority of your focus now. Right. You know, and you're not going to be married in eternity. Right. You know, uh, and it's interesting because he was like, some people may be excited to hear that. Some people may be sad to hear that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I and I think it's true. I think 
um, what was really revealed to me reading that first chapter where it was just like stare at God. Yes. You know, the fear of God is the beginning. It's, yes. That's the beginning. That's yes. where we begin. Yep. When we're talking about marriage or anything else yep. in the life of a, you know, Christ follower. So yep. I think what God's been saying to me about the discipleship and stuff yes, going on right now. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, I think that I have made my wife an idol mm. in my life. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to recalibrate and reprioritize. Mm. And is because, you know, we are best friends and we totally. do have a very, very blessed marriage. You yes. know, I mean, we struggle in other categories yep. of life for sure, yep. but that's one that's like has been great. Mm. And I'm like, I have made that too much. I've mm. made her too much in my life. And I've yeah. got to mm-hmm. get back into God's presence yeah. and mm-hmm. Find the awe and the wonder of my first love. Yeah. Wow! You know that's what this chapter said to me. Well, yeah, and there I was love that. there was that chart that that he had yeah. with, with the traditional Christian like, like priorities, priority rankings of God's yeah. number one, and then you know your spouse and your family and relationships with other people, and then work. Yeah. And right. he says, no, it shouldn't be that way. It should be God number one. Large gap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Is everything yeah. else is way way down. Yeah. Like not even close. And yeah. and. Yeah, we we often do start to just stare at one another like, oh, I can. And I I mean, I have fun getting you gifts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but if if that's the thing that's consuming my thoughts or if some if work is consuming my thoughts or if my kids are consuming my thoughts. And and this is actually one of the interesting ways that this has come out for me is so. So you called me earlier today with stuff about a speaking engagement. Mm hmm. And, you know, there, there had been a change in the schedule and, and, and everything. And so we were going to have two speaking engagements right in a row. And my immediate thought is say no, because that's going to hurt the girls. Mm. Mm. And because I'm very protective of the girls, I don't want them bouncing from sitter to sitter and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, I, I had to, cause I had just been listening to, to the book when mm. you called mm. and I just was like, okay, stop what is the mission? Mm. And, and then I was like, Oh wait, what if we took the girls to your sisters? And and so like, you know, and it was like this, okay, let's not focus on them. Mm. Like, yes, still care for them. But if God is calling us to, to do this speaking engagement, if this is the place that he is preparing for us, then, then we need to be on mission. Yeah. And, and that's, I think been a a new and kind of hard thing for me because I have a very, very family focused mentality. Mm. I was really shocked when you didn't just say no and be like, we're done here. I was, I was totally floored. And, and again, I can make, I can make work an idol. I think like you're saying, you can make marriage an Mm -hmm. idol. I think you can make maybe me and the girls an idol. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to just see like, no, it's about God. And then like how, how you're going to be able to love your wife even better, even seems like messed up. Like there's no, how can I love her more? She's I'm worshiping her and however it is, how can I love them more? But like to actually teach um, them by focusing on God, I I think is huge. Now, again, I'm putting this back in the mixed orientation marriage context. What we're saying here isn't like just marriage advice because we're talking about God and that resonates with me. That tells me, oh my word, that actually draws me closer to Matt as we're sitting here in this room because I'm like, we're on a mission. It's all about God. Because like I said in that blog post, the what do you want one? I'm like, man, if it's a wrestling between two different people, who's going to win? Maybe Mm -hmm. someone else. 
else. But if it's a wrestling between my wants and God, God's going to win, to be, mm. to be honest with you, because in, in my best moments and my best days, because that's who, that's who I want um, in, in my spirit. And that's who it sounds like you guys want. There's one quote that I have thought about since I first read this book a few weeks ago. And um, it just really resonates with what we're saying here. And he, he says, this is Francis speaking. He and Lisa go back and forth in this book. And he says, in Revelation 4, the Bible speaks of high angels who are in the presence of God. It says that day and night, they will never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to do, come. All they ever do is look at God and declare how holy he is. They're doing it right now. They'll be doing it when you put this book down and when you go to bed tonight and when you wake up tomorrow. It's worth every moment of their time to be in his presence and proclaiming his greatness. So would it make sense to spend at least a small portion of your day today doing the same? I just uh, like the, it's true. The angels are yeah. constantly singing and they know God like they know him to their whatever. I don't know if they have bones, but core. <laughs> and how, why are we so focused? Even and he talks about like making marriage an idol. Like, why are we so focused on that? And it doesn't mean Matt and I don't need to do this work or you don't need to like care for your wife and love her. But if we can put our attention back on God and even off of my own stinking sexuality, <laughs> To be honest with you, I can make that an idol. So if I could put it back on God, I I have hope. And I feel like I'm speaking more prophetically. I have hope for our marriage. And I have hope that God is going to bring us together as we stare at God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I mean, you talk about take the focus off of your sexuality. That is not just a you thing. Mm. Right. You know, that is an entire, at least, you know, Western civilization, church our culture thing. Mm-hmm. Can you dive into that more? Cause I like it when I don't feel like the worst person. <laughs> I mean, in the room. <laughs> well, I mean, because, okay, what is, what is the single greatest threat to the church right now? It is not the LGBT conversation. It is probably pornography mm. because it's rampant, mm. you know, and no one bats an eye at it. There's not even fighting about it. It's just like, eh, boys will be boys. And it's kind of gross, mm. you know, and so and girls will be girl. I, and now yes, it's, yes. yeah, now it's, so it's everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's on this like, privacy of your phone and like no one, no one thinks about it. And I mean, let's, let's just, if you look at marriages, the, one of the top three things that is being fought about from a counseling perspective is sex, mm-hmm. which means we are focused on our own, our own wants, our own quote unquote needs, our own preferences, even for, for, for how that is supposed to happen, how often it's supposed to happen. And if it doesn't happen your way, then you freak out about it Mm. or we freak out about it. And, and, you know, it's not just, it's not just you that has to submit their sexuality to God. We should all be doing that. And a lot of people are just blissfully ignoring it. Because they don't have to actually think about it because no one's telling them anything about it. Mm. Man, I just get laid out when like you talk sometimes. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, I'm right with you. It either will undo somebody Mm -hmm. if it's not working out or it will become an idol if things are clicking, if that is your focus, you know, so either way. But, you know, we talked about eternity, having the eternal perspective there isn't going to be sexuality in eternity. No, no. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I don't know about you know, kind of like gender differences. If yeah. there will be maleness and femaleness in, right. a, in a deeper sense, right? But you know, we know that that thing's not going to be there, right? And so, as we 
Revelation 4, yes. try to enter that Holy of Holies, yeah. you know, we're kind of leaving that part of us at the door and, and I don't know, encountering God at a whole other level. Mm-hmm. I love how Francis puts it and he's like, start with heaven and work backwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is start with heaven and work backwards. So if we're starting with heaven and working backwards, then whatever type of brokenness and struggle you're wrestling mm-hmm. with, it's like, okay, let's work on it. But so that we can advance the kingdom mm-hmm. so that we can become like it, it, whatever the physical is for this life, but the spiritual is this life and next in the life to come. So let's work on that. Let's, let's work on refining each other so that when we get to heaven, our breath is taken away because we're like, <gasps> like Keller puts it this way. He says, like, I, I knew this is what you were going to become. Like, I knew this mm. is who you could be. Like, <gasps> we're so our breath is taken away. Yeah. And and even yeah. how Francis says, I think I will. I don't, I don't, again, we don't know what heaven's going to be like, but he's like, I'm going to think I'm going to love my wife even more so right. in heaven because it's going to be just this holy, like, you know, when you're like loving someone and it feels like it's like your love is going through them to God. Like, it's just like, I'm this, it's worship. It just mm-hmm. feels like worship. Your love to them is just like, oh, I, I, it's, it's, I don't know how to articulate that. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But I wonder if it will feel like even greater, like this mm-hmm. incredible love dance that happens in eternity. Mm. Okay, so we had like a thousand other things we we're going to talk about, but we've reached we've reached our time here. Any other thoughts or wrap up thoughts on this? Well, I think one of the most I guess poignant things that I got from the book was how he said when people talk about setting themselves up for success in the future, or setting their family up well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's like a lot of people talk about you know oh the last. 15 years of life when you're retired, being financially able to do it. And he's like, I would rather focus on my first thousand years of eternity than the last 10 years Hmm. on earth. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think we often think like that. No. Right. Uh, No, like ever. Like, (laughs) it's like kind of like, you know, treasures in heaven, wink, wink. But like actually thinking about it, right? Planning yeah. for your estate, quote unquote, or <laughs> yeah. you know what that's right. gonna be like. Like we plan for a vacation that's yeah. happening, you know, next year. Yeah. But like, what about the whole rest of our existence? Yeah. You know. Okay. Well, per usual, I'm convicted uh-huh. and need to go home and journal and think about this. Um, but for those of you who are on this journey with us for the next seven weeks, this is actually going to lead up to Valentine's Day. I think will be our last day recording, which mm. is kind of exciting. Um, but what is something that you hope to learn about marriage or receive, like in just thinking about um, marriages, like even married people you know, and it's in the context of the church. What do you hope to receive in this uh, in this podcast series? So we'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast himhministries.com actually that's going to be the challenge the first one to respond to the question of the week will send you two free books mm. you can take one and give it to somebody else um, so respond and then also give us your address or, or not you don't have to give me your address until I tell you you won that's fine I, but anyway <laughs> I won't creep on you okay so um, we just want to hear what you want to learn and receive um, but thanks so much for listening we so appreciate you guys and, and for those of you who tell us you listen and what you receive from it it really means a lot so we're not just staring into microphones and in each other's just gorgeous eyes <laughs> um, so we'd love to hear from you uh anytime any thoughts any suggestions for what we can chat about here we really appreciate it so thanks so much for all of us here at the hole in my heart podcast we'll see you next week 
Thanks for listening to the Hole in My Heart podcast. The gospel is good news for everybody every day. Explore HIMHministries.com for all that Matt and Lori Krieg have to offer, including previous episodes. You can also find us, and we hope you'll subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and TuneIn. And if you'd like to answer our question of the week, or if you have any questions or suggestions, email us at podcast at HIMHministries.com. Oh,